Hello and welcome to the Fool's Gambit podcast, the podcast where I sit down with your favourite streamers, we speak about their journey on Twitch, the challenges they've overcome as a creator, but most importantly, what they've learnt along the way. For those who don't know, I'm Gambit, I'm a streamer on Twitch myself, all my links are down in the description below, but without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hello there and good evening and welcome to the next installment of the Fool's Gambit podcast and I know that I I always say at the very top of, of every episode that I'm so excited about the person that I have and that is true but this is a special occasion for many reasons and I wanted to start this episode by simply saying thank you to this wonderful man <laughs> I've had the pleasure of meeting through Twitch and someone who whether he realizes it or not has been a massive influence in um in the kind of content journey that i've been on so far i've learned so much from this wonderful man Lord. in so many different facets i'm joined by mr hawk plays are you here hawk are you there yeah. and the crowd goes <sighs> wild Woo! i'm here i'm here <clears throat> i'm here but yeah so it's just um i felt that that was just important because i mean whether you realize it or not you've definitely had a massive influence on me for many reasons and put me onto bits of software that were, that were good took me through different things that you, that you had on your stream so thank you for that and thank you for being so wonderful but how are you today perfectly fine man thank you very much for uh for inviting me on it's always nice to have a ch chat with friends but uh but yeah fantastic weekend you know same as usual family time mm -hmm. and for those who may be a little bit unfamiliar with yourself do you want to give us a quick um whistle stop about you, about who you are and your content and the kind of things that you play mm. and just the vibe Sure. Well, Hawk Plays is the name, or Liam, as most people call me anyway. Um, I play a lot of different stuff on Twitch. I'm a variety streamer. I hate saying that because, you know, variety, I think most people I know you mean. do yeah. a variety. But if you want to classify me or put me in some kind of uh, compartment of some kind, you would say I'm a variety streamer. I stream a lot of different stuff. There's not any one thing that I would particularly limit myself to streaming. But yeah, no, that's me. Yeah, and me in a nutshell, and I'm on Twitch. <laughs> Because I know that you've been playing the um, the Witcher, the original The Witcher, Witcher. and yeah, then I before have. that there was some there was some of the Wolf Among Us. There was I a did. little bit of Little Nightmares. I did some of the um um what's the game where like it's like Doom but it's a musical. Metal Hill. Metal Hill. Down and down and down Yeah, so I guess that kind of shows just a range of things that you do tend to play. Yeah. And you're a big um, anime fan as well, right? Ooh, I'm a big anime fan. I'm a big sports fan, anime more so. But uh, but yeah, I watch a lot of anime. As a 34-year-old mm. man unmarried with two kids <laughs> in a committed relationship of over 15 years, yes, yeah. it is possible to watch anime. And also a soft drink connoisseur. Connoisseur. As by yeah, your I'm, own I'm... categorization. Have you got a favorite soft drink? <sighs> Right now, Pepsi Max because I'm stop. I'm trying to stop being a, a fat B star. Um, so I drink nothing but like zero calorie or no calorie drinks right now. So Coke Zero, Pepsi Max. I've dieted after after loads of foods and things like that. But as far as soft drinks go, that's the only thing I will permit myself not to yes. remove hey, look, from my diet. It's important <laughs> to have a treat, whether that's in the form of anime a or spank. a soft yeah, beverage, anime. A spank. <laughs> Or, 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 or any of those things, you know, that's if that works yeah. for you, then no judgment here. So then um, we are both content streamers, content streamers, we content are. creators on Twitch. Um, mm -hmm. And the first question that I had was how long have you actually been streaming for? Three years now, almost. Three yeah. years total. Uh, Interesting. Three years in March, I think. Yeah, three years in March, ever since COVID hit. 
I wondered like just about the uh, amount of people that actually started through COVID. But I mean, probably a lot, right? I imagine. I would say people, they but, probably you know. saw. Yeah, there was probably like a massive bloat during COVID of people kind of wanting to get into streaming. <clears throat> but mm. I also think there's probably been a fairly big decline of people that have now stopped streaming because they realised that it wasn't really what it want, what they expected it to be, or it was only ever going to be a pastime, not something that they wanted to keep up with. But um, that's okay, right? Obviously, you know, I mean, like it kind of gets to a point where there was almost like a moment of realization where you kind of think, no, Luke, okay, it's not okay. It... <laughs> these 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 people should never quit streaming. They shouldn't have mm. goddamn started in the first place <laughs> if they weren't comfortable with committing their rest of their life to streaming mm. on a website that will probably die in the next few it, years. Yeah, in the next three years. I mean, that's a whole other topic that I'm sure we can really get into later because. A lot has happened, obviously, recently with Twitch and all the other platforms as well. And I'm very interested to kind of get to kind of get your take on that. But then sure. before we do so, so I know that very recently you had a bit of a rebrand. So currently you are known as as Hawk Plays, I but am. then previously you were known as Hakuto Pain. Yes. Could you, for the benefit obviously of those who already know who you are and those who may be new, could you give us? The origin of the origins. You wish to know where I came from. I well, wish to back know your in nineteen eighty-seven, my mother, Miss Payne, decided that she wanted to call no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the username is is fairly simple. So, as you mentioned earlier, or as you alluded to earlier, I'm a big anime fan. So, Hokuto is um, a direct reference to Fist of the North Star. Hokuto no Ken, uh, as it's known in Japanese. Uh, Hokuto represents a foray of like a like an arrangement of stars. So okay. it's almost like a uh, like a star, like a like a constellation, mm. and uh, pain because pain is the, my favourite uh, antagonist in probably Naruto. Naruto. I know anime. Naruto and Bleach. <laughs> Yo. Whoa, the big three. But yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's the origin. And then uh, because every single time you jump into somebody else's stream, and they're like, ha. Ha, haku, kakuto, pain. Mm. I'll just say pain, or I'll just say yeah, hock. I, well, I mean, um, I mean, even to this day, record attempting to give you shout outs and getting the first three attempts completely wrong, <laughs> and be like, yeah. why isn't my command working? But I literally could just couldn't spell. But I can see, I guess, at the minute, it's going to do something that's a little bit more sexy and a bit more streamlined, and it kind of a bit yeah, more concise, people, though, right? Yeah, most people just used to shorten it to hock, and I thought. You know, if people are calling me that anyway, and it's a lot easier to spell, hmm. you know, I, I always tell people, call me, call me Hawk or call me Liam. I'm not one of those prudes that, yeah, don't like saying my real name as if, you know, that somehow is, is a bad thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, most people just call me Hawk anyway. Even if I have like, you know, the discords with friends that I've known for the last two, three years over Twitch, they still say Hawk, even though it says very clearly in Discord, Liam. Um, so there you go. I know your name is Liam, but I still just call you Hawk. I think. Well, no, yeah. I tend to just kind of go in between, just based on. It's like on... a superhero name, isn't it? It's like it is. you know, outside of Twitch, it's Liam. But if you're if you're in a Discord call or if you're doing something attached to Twitch, it's almost like Hawk. Plus, it sounds very close to the word cock. It, and I thought you know what? that would be hilarious. It does. If somebody shout me out as cock place. And look, comedy value right there, embedded in the username. But then, exactly. if you if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Uh, definitely super speed. 100% oh, speed? super speed. Mm. Yeah. As a million like... percent super speed. So fast I could phase through things. You would oh. even faster okay. than the speed of light. And how do you think that would be useful in your day-to-day -to -day life? 
well, you know, just running around after the kids, or I don't know, uh, going to the shops. You know, if I fancy myself a baguette, a baguette or a, or a bagel, I could be there and back in five seconds. You know. Do you think that <laughs> that then use it for good or for evil? Because you could, in theory, just kind of get in now before anyone even noticed. Luke, 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 come on. You're asking me, would I use my powers for good or would I use them to destroy? Mm. Tough question, but, you know, no, I would definitely be evil. 100% I would abuse the power. It's a bit like Ragnarok, but in Birmingham. <laughs> with you, you know, you'd be the start and, and the end, the alpha. And the omega, 100%. <laughs> so, so three years then, three years of streaming and yeah. a name that is kind of embedded with anime. So mm-hmm. we've gone three years. Yeah. And he said, obviously, that COVID was the kind of start of that. Um, yeah. But then before that happened, was the kind of a creator that you already enjoyed that you took inspiration yeah. from? Or what kind of actually pushed you along? So we are, we are, you mentioned earlier we have mutual friends. One of those is mm. uh, Mr. Gaming Mule. Shout out to Gaming Mule. Um, he's, he's, on a, he's on an extended hiatus right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, mm. he's somebody that I know in Twitch, but he's also somebody I know in my personal life as well. We've been school friends for a very, very, very long time. And he mm. has been a streamer for a very very long time since before twitch um, and a wonderful a streamer, streamer. that as well a wonderful, a wonderful streamer mm. and uh so i used to watch a lot of his stuff on youtube you know the whole streaming game i you know i used to watch long plays or let's plays and things on youtube all the time mm. and i never really considered a, the concept of playing video games live and then people reacting via chat and i just mm. caught randomly without even speaking to him i caught a link on maybe even a face like a personal facebook page that he was doing it and from yeah. then on Hooked, watched him stream, um, followed him over to Twitch, learned that ecosystem, COVID hit, and et voila, the master was born. It does seem that, no, no, that you have like a background as a dev. So obviously I can know mm-hmm. that there are some things that I guess did come pretty natural to you. But it does yes. seem like there was kind of a very a steep, like a set of things that you that you learned pretty well as well in terms of OBS and all the bots that plug into this, that and the other. And mm-hmm. you do have a very an in-depth understanding of all of these things. Yeah. Was that kind of like a self-taught thing as well? Very much a self-taught thing. It was more it was more along the lines of how could I uh, direct the attention away from my boring grey face and instead uh, offend people that came into the stream by having very silly redemptions. Yes. So it was more along the lines of how to achieve that and then how to simplify it to make sure that things didn't get balked and things were automated and, and all that jazz. And until I came up with an ecosystem, a collection of tools that mm-hmm. pretty much makes my wildest dreams come true. One of those tools, and this is the core reason why I do have to thank you, is Mix It Up Bot. Mix It Up Bot <laughs> literally revolutionized everything that I thought was possible with streaming, and it's because of you, because um, obviously I was a new streamer. Mm. I was using a combination of Nightbot and Streamlabs. Shout but out then to Nightbot, the OGs. The, the OG, but you know, sometimes you got to put the dog down. you got to take him in the barn. <laughs> And you've got to put the yeah. dog down. But then mix it up. I would happily pay 20 quid a month for mix it up. Like, yeah, without sure. a question. It's I used such to use a good another tool. tool. Yeah, I mean, I used, to, I used to use another tool before mix it up but to achieve a similar thing. But that was um, that was a paid um, a, a paid methodology. Touch portal. So uh, for those of you that are uninitiated, it mm-hmm. was a essentially a free i mean you could act as free it was a free um stream deck so if you didn't own a stream deck it would allow you to run it on a spare android tablet or an ipad or a phone or 
or a smart such. fridge, whatever you want. Exactly, whatever you wanted, as long as you had access to the iOS or Play Store. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so you, you would connect OBS through WebSockets to TouchPortal, and that would essentially allow you to do certain automation and such. But uh, but it didn't really have the connectivity into Twitch or the interactivity with a lot of the Twitch metrics, such as, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, raids. Uh, how many users came through on a raid or... Uh, who was the person last month that gave me the most bits mm-hmm. subbed or I don't know donated or whatever uh, metric I was looking for? It it was very lacking with respect to the Twitch side, but it did have enough um, enough influence on the stream early on for uh, for me to carry on Channel Point Redemptions that I used to make there mm-hmm. um, and then translate it into Mix It Up Bot. So yeah, I imagine that's that's going to be pretty going to seamless because I know the UI itself is a little bit clunky. But yeah. um, after you get past that, your mind is it going to be like something that isn't that is a non-negotiable? Or uh, no, I mean um, there's a lot of tools, a lot of like streamer tools, even beyond Mix It Up Bot that, that pop up every now and again, <clears throat> normally through GitHub posts that are like normally web-based clients that um, promise interactivity of that degree. Um, but it's more, they're, none of them are really like well polished in terms mm. of, um, think of it like a product that you would present or sell to a person. That's true. <clears throat> Whereas yeah. Mixer Up Bot was repurposed from, uh, as you might guess, Mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bot that was prim- that primarily existed for Mixer streamers um, mm-hmm. and then repurposed by the developers for Twitch uh, and YouTube and now supports connectivity across the board um, mm-hmm. through some really strange... Uh, platforms that I've not even visited before, and um, okay. integrations that I'm not even familiar with now. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that most most mostly the best thing about Mixed Up, but I find specifically is although it's kind of moved on since, is uh, the documentation. Um, it has far more documentation covering uh, the special identifiers and things mm-hmm. that you can do, and the rest is up to you and how creative you can be, really. It seems like the actual the only thing that actually is is going to stop in you is your imagination because I don't think there's ever been like a, a bottleneck that hasn't been able to kind of get past because it has been mm-hmm. literally you can do literally everything that you could ever want um, yeah. and it, and yeah just a big shout out to mix it up so yes yeah, so obviously like it's um, very much an independent kind of experience both in the actual content itself plus learning yeah I mean it was and it's sometimes you know as, as you mentioned earlier as well I'm a developer so I'm used to reading mm-hmm. documentation technical documentation picking it apart and then playing with it so it wasn't it wasn't too much of a jump to look at the documentation and see it although to somebody who, who maybe isn't familiar with that world and it's not the friendliest thing to look at it was easy yeah. for me to kind of just swallow it and go all oh, right it works decipher <laughs> yeah, yeah what this means and stuff yeah what is it do you think specifically that you enjoy about streaming and why do you stream so I think everybody has this argument, this internal argument, which is, you know, uh, if it impacts your real life, is it is it more of a pain in the ass to stream um, than it should be, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone through peaks and troughs. Sometimes, you know, when you stream in like three, four days a week, and you think, mm-hmm. oh man, you know what? I don't want to stream tonight. I just want to vegetate and watch, I don't know, um, Love Island. Mm-hmm. I don't watch Love Island. I mean, shout out to Love Island. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know why that was the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> Very concerning. Uh, Very concerning. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so everybody's been through peaks and troughs. But I think I think the thing about streaming that keeps me going about the mo- most is um, I like talking. Mm. I I find it very easy to play a game and just talk out loud as I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and I find it easy to pick up subjects and just talk utter bollocks for an extended period of time. 
um, if it's a subject that I could talk enough bollocks about. Um, and to be honest, uh, although my stream schedule has fallen back as you know life gets in the way, as it tends to as you get older, you know, with kids and and work and other responsibilities like mm -hmm. Love Island, <coughs> um, or I'm a celebrity, get me out of it, which mm -hmm. I don't watch. Of course, but, naturally. Um, priorities, um, but yeah. So yeah, I suppose what keeps me coming back to Twitch is. Um, it's a strange feeling. It's not something I could even put into words, really. I suppose mm -hmm. I could give you the really cheesy answer, which is the people, the viewers, well, the viewers. I mean, these people I speak to keep me coming back, which is low. It's true, though, right? To, uh, no, I don't. Because I speak to these people. <laughs> it's okay. I, I speak to these people over Discord all the time, outside oh, okay. of streams, as yeah, if I would in a WhatsApp group. So I don't need that. I don't need to stream to have the communication with these guys. We have a weekly meetup um, with most of these people that, that come to the stream regularly anyway. Um, yeah. Whether that's play video games, whether that's watch a movie, whether that's just, I don't know, watch adverts on YouTube, whatever yeah. it is that we do, um, I don't really need Twitch for that. So it's hard to decide. What, it's hard to decipher why exactly I do come back to Twitch. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's because I just enjoy playing video games, and uh, at the core of it, I want the attention. Obviously, it's look, so I've got a nice camera and nice lights. <laughs> oh my god. That um, ability to then just talk about like a topic. Do you think and that's something that you've always had, or something that you've learned yeah, through I think, I th switching things? No, I, th I think um, I think that just comes naturally to me as a kid. You know, mm. um, from whether that was being uh, I, when I was when I was a lot younger, I was really into football, um, playing football, mm -hmm. and I was always vocal when I played football as well. So mm -hmm. it was very easy. I'm also one of those people that hates awkward silences. So mm -hmm. you know, family gatherings or weddings Oof. where you're the plus one. Yeah. I'm I'm very comfortable if if I feel like doing it. I'm very comfortable at just make it up to conversation over complete bollocks, just to okay. break that awkward silence and just make mm. things more comfortable. And I think that skill just naturally helps when you're a streamer because you don't want to be sat there in silence, you know. Yeah, I'll take a note of that. I like if I've got to go somewhere that I don't want to be like, I'm gonna bring Hawk so you can just kind yeah, of come, come be the buffer. It. Just Learn. find the, the most disgusting fact that you can bring up, try to defend <laughs> somebody, and it always sparks a decent conversation. The social part of it, obviously, you know, like it's part of it, but then not like a massive one because you tend to associate with these people. But then, well, I guess like it is still like a bridge to kind of meet new people as well, though, right? Like obviously me and you and more and beyond that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As, as you get like regulars come into the stream and such and they, mm -hmm. they get more involved um, in the stream, I find they get more involved out of the stream as well. It's kind of mm -hmm. a one to one growth. The people show up in the stream, we chat in the stream, but then when I do stuff, maybe I'm just chatting nonsense. Maybe I'm talking about sports, maybe I'm talking about anime mm -hmm. on uh, on Discord or on Twitter or any other social media platform. Um, people get involved, and it's normally the regulars that watch the stream. So, is it not like a lot, a lot, a lot of satisfaction that comes from being kind of at the helm of a community kind of thing um, and bringing people together, you know, like, who are like-minded and like stringing things together? Or do you not really think of it that kind of deeply? I don't really think about it that kind of deeply, if I'm honest. Um, I don't see Twitch as an avenue, as, a, as an avenue to earn money, as a revenue stream. I don't see Twitch as a job. I don't see Twitch as anything other than a hobby. And like most hobbies, it, when you get bored of it, you throw it out. And I feel mm -hmm. very much the same, same with Twitch because okay. all of the people that I speak to, yourself included, I don't really need Twitch at all in that relationship to maintain i can call you up on a wednesday afternoon and go oh yeah do you want to play video games tonight like, yes, or do you want to mm. do xyz you know and i'm comfortable at doing i'm comfortable at doing that without needing twitch as a bridge to make those you know chains of conversation happen so yeah i mean that is a pretty healthy 
one to have because obviously like there are some people i mean with and i include myself in this who do think that like the content full time is going to be their kind of future but then it's interesting how you already understand what it is that you actually want, want to get from twitch yeah for sure i mean i don't really i don't really want to get anything from twitch i just mm. want to just want to use the platform you know yeah. um it's nice to be an affiliate and uh, i i learned very very much at the start of streaming that you know you, you always have these streamers that always put like goals on their twitch stream right and they always have yeah. things like dono goals or sub goals and it's it's all of these goals all of these metrics all these numbers that you as a streamer have zero control over yet your mm. focus is entirely on achieving these markers which um it must be endlessly frustrating i mm. learned early on in streaming that these things just really aren't important when i stream i hide every single metric other than stream quality mm -hmm. to me i don't see how many people are watching i don't okay. see i don't see whether or not um people have uh you know i don't look at um like like sub counts i don't look at follower counts mm -hmm. i don't even know what follower number i'm at the moment i just completely ignore it and i just stream because i like streaming why do you think that all obsessed then do you think conditioning or just kind oh, of i th i think it's almost uh it's a it's just a way for you to put into like like a, like a physical way for you to put into into how much you think people like you Mm, or, which is dangerous know. right very dangerous yeah. to kind of say well i'm not getting um near, near my sub goal therefore oh my must god be xyz creator. streamer got 100 followers this week and i got mm. five i must be a dog shit person but like yeah. that kind of comparison though that's obviously like a common thing that i think a lot of creators do at some point even if they're obviously kind of gone past that now you come you know, it's, it'll be easy to compare yourself to other other streamers for sure I feel like if you can see another creator, there's a difference in between jealousy and being envious, right? Jealousy is like that person True. doesn't deserve this. Envy is that thing is cool. I want to also integrate that into my stream. You know, there's two yeah. different ways of seeing the comparison. But I guess yeah. people often fall off the one side. Yeah, imagine tying your self-worth to numbers. Imagine only being so conceited that you put a tweet out and only two people like it. And then you're like, well, I'm going to end my life. I mm. hate myself. I'm a piece yeah. of shit. Nobody mm. likes me. It's like, these are... You're putting your words out into the world, into this like big black aether that is the internet, and you're expecting some some person on the other side to respond to it somehow. It's all like a call for attention, but... Mm. The, the negative part is that it's like is attaching your self-worth to, to, to such stupid things like that and uh i'm completely detached from that even though obviously now you got to a point where you can kind of have that kind of relationship um mm. during the last three years have you personally had any battles yeah for sure so you know like you know i, I work a full-time job um mm -hmm. i have two two children as i've already mentioned probably several times at this point mm -hmm. so i'm a dad i have a lot of responsibility outside of streams right and at one point, there was this massive push on social media for you to, um, you know, Twitch is essentially the the end result. You want to push as many people to your Twitch page as you as you as you can, mm -hmm. but you don't use Twitch to do that. You use, you know, Twitter. You use, I don't know, YouTube TikTok Shorts, TikTok, and Instagram yeah. Stories, and Hover, and all these other places. Mastodon, which and is a, a podcast, new thing that's coming out, <laughs> or a podcast, just like this. this um, I, su I suppose the biggest battle I had was spreading myself too thin, feeling like I had to. I had to post on YouTube or I had to make a TikTok or mm -hmm. I uh, I had to take a VOD and stick it on um, on a YouTube channel as a backup because I didn't mm -hmm. want to lose the footage, you know, all yeah. of that stuff, right? 
right now I, I just threw you know balls to the wall hail mary and i stream and after 30 60 days whenever twitch deletes it that is gone okay all of my content is mm. de is destructible I, I do not i just care about what's coming forward and i don't really care about what happened well, no, I feel like it is kind of like quite like a a pure way of seeing it because it's a case of if anything, it kind of keeps your content at a certain level because it's like, well, after that's God is gone, so therefore I've got to obviously got to keep things to a certain standard. If you're secure in your head about you know I don't want to mess full time thing, then obviously yeah. that kind of then it works for you because obviously then it's a case 100%. of I'm doing this to be in the moment as opposed to thinking about yeah. how this content can be leveraged. But then yeah, yeah. on the flip side, though, we personally, I've had like a good amount of success kind of, like, you know, kind of from doing that. But then that on many occasions has really took its toll. I feel like yeah. initially I attempted to post two or three times a day on Twitter, Hover, TikTok, the gram with different contents. And it wasn't really until like I sort of like a scale of things back a little bit and I scaled back the quantity, but then the quality went up based on what was going out. And then I sort of picked three platforms that I thought that they were kind of suitable for me. And then from that, yeah. there was a, a big spot. There was two big spikes where pretty much every single stream, there was two or three people that were coming over from either Hover or TikTok. As good as that is, there is sort of a balance of, is this healthy? Am I getting enough sleep? It wasn't mid-ground because like it did kind of settle into like a place that was healthy, but then it took kind of going to the edge and feeling like you're about to explode. And that's kind of a step that I guess you have to learn the hard way. Yeah, sure. I and mean, you can understand why these like these big YouTube channels have teams of people to handle the separate tasks. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of people forget that streamers do a lot of stuff themselves. So if they find something funny on TikTok, it's because they've cut it, they've cut it up and posted it themselves. You know, um, it's only it's only when you get some like you know meteoric success where you essentially becomes a job where you'll start hiring other people to do that, like an editor and whatnot. If like a baby streamer came to you and said, "Mr. Hawk, I want to be a full time." creator what do i need to do yeah you need to you need to cast a wider net you need to cast a wider net yeah and and, and all these like big youtubers and tiktokers and streamers will all tell you the same advice which is uh the best thing you can do is post regularly mm -hmm. uh in a schedule across as big a range as you possibly can um and then stream regular hours don't be the person that streams for two hours on a monday disappears for five days streams one hour on a saturday disappears for three days streams 10 hours on a monday you know where it's so random um you need regular hours and it sounds so simple but i do think that like people and i'm not sure whether it's the case of people don't like hearing the truth but i feel like to a degree that kind of being consistent and having a quality that is good does a lot of work right like, like that does so much for you doesn't say that yeah. that's that that's everything, but I feel like it's almost the case of when people say, "Oh, I'm not going to have a schedule because of this." That's fine. Mm. You don't have to have a schedule, but just because of how these systems how they work, it's kind of there are some things that are that, that just have to be in place. You know, whether that is mm -hmm. consistency or just how I said about obviously being diverse and obviously kind of spreading your content over as many platforms as you can while still being healthy. And it, it yeah. seems simple, but I feel like it doesn't mean that it isn't, you know, the correct advice. But a lot of people tend to look for a shortcut or they've got the patience to actually yeah, for sure. pursue content. And that's where people are buying followers and they're buying viewers and they think, okay, mm -hmm. if I just get to a certain point, and everything will work yeah get get to a point where i can monetize content but if the content is trash no one's gonna want to no one's gonna want to watch it anyway so you just wasted your time twitch and content in general is 
as we know, very, very saturated. A lot of creators doing the same thing. And so it's more important than ever to think about as a creator, what is it that I do better than 90% of others? Because mm -hmm. you, you need something, right? But like, if you think about doing your stream, what do you think your like selling point is? Um, it's probably my nonchalance. It's probably mm. my um, brutal honesty. <laughs> You know, perhaps that's a little more refreshing to see somebody online that might represent what most people might think, but don't want others to think of them. I see what you mean. Mm. So do you think that people almost like adopt the persona? Possibly. Well, an well being an anonymous online with a username is essentially a persona, isn't it? Hawk Blaze is a persona to a degree. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not one of those streamers that puts on like I don't know an uwu voice and wears outfits and does Halloween streams with makeup on, <clears throat> Luke. But um, <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> The people, the people, they got what they wanted, and I'm sure they're very happy about that. But, you know, I appreciate the people that want to do that. You know, it's funny. It's, it is hilarious. But as, as, my, as far as my streams are concerned, mm. you, you're just getting a guy you probably already, a kind of guy you probably already know. So, yeah, yeah. I think people are just, ha just happy to hear that, really, more than anything, right? But at the end of the day, if you're not doing it because you enjoy it, if you're not doing it because you enjoy it, you're doing it because you want the money, that's your focus then um, yeah, you're not you're not doing it the right way. Well, yeah, I feel like it's kind of, there is something that I've said a lot on this show is that um, there's a very a fine line in between a person who wants to be a creator and who likes the idea of being a creator. Two very different things, as we know, it can be quite like a lonely place, right? Because obviously there's so much to do. And if you kind of get, in, get into a cycle of doing all these things, it can be, you know, quite like a long and like a tough process. So the side of things that people don't see, you know? Yeah, because... well, you know, it, it takes that one moment to blow up, doesn't it? It takes that one connection to blow up and, mm. and these people discover your streams and it becomes like this this massive thing in your life. They mm. don't realize that you've been doing content creation for 10 years prior to that, to two or three people at a time, you know? The one thing I will say, to a degree, with hard work, you can kind of make your own look. If you're doing everything right, then you're maximizing the chances of that, though, right? It's a long journey, and obviously th th there's a lot of things to learn, but like it's, but it's all about how you frame it in your mind, right? Because if you kind of can go into it with um, determination, that's fine, but also not get so wrapped up and so consumed by it, you know, obviously then it gets to a point with a bit of luck, you know, then at some point you can make something of it. You know, you might you might be uh, you might be a regular viewer and somebody else's stream. They might blow up. You might you might end up being a mod in those places, and then through being a mod, people know the username, they learn that you stream, and that that traffic generally filters through. Making money on making money on Twitch, you, you just not it's not going to happen. It's like the smallest. Just Twitch, no. But if you have like TikTok that, that that gets sponsorships, and you have an Etsy store that does graphics and overlays, then if you can build an ecosystem, then okay. But then just Twitch on its own or YouTube, yeah. Obviously, then it becomes a little bit more of a dicey kind of situation. Twitch isn't there for that reason, you know. Mm. Uh, we've we've learned recently with all the new ads and such. Yeah. Um, you know, we we know Twitch. Twitch was like a Twitch years ago was a really nice place to be. You get you know there weren't even ads. I remember before pre before pre roll ads, before mid roll ads, before channel point redemptions, all of this. You know, channel points. I remember that ecosystem. It was just plain and simple. It was you log into you log onto Twitch with your profile. The stream comes mm. up instantly. Um, the metrics to be an affiliate was so low that every single person was an affiliate. It wasn't really mm. that much, of, not really much of a, a status thing. Mm. And uh, the monetary gains of being an affiliate were non-existent. It was, mm. 
it was just doing it because you enjoyed doing it. It was a new thing. You enjoyed it. You did it. And that was it. And yes. that platform, Twitch specifically, has evolved in a way. They've, they've almost approached this stance, the way I think about it. They've almost approached this stance like they know that business model is going into the ground. And they just want to make sure they, they can recuperate as much money as they possibly can without seeming like that's what they're doing. You know, with having, you know, four ads at the start of a stream or whatever, that are 30 seconds long uh, on a new stream. You know, maybe you're coming through on a raid and you get instantly hit with, a you know, pre-roll ads. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that experience just destroys it straight away. Straight away. People aren't going to mm-hmm. wait for two minutes on an ad for a stream that they've never even seen before. Mm-hmm. Um have you, and, have you have you considered yeah. a move to YouTube? I have considered a move to YouTube, but uh, I also I also don't take the content seriously enough to warrant the effort and stress of moving over to YouTube. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm ever going to do it in, until Twitch actually runs into the ground. Um, mm. If I'm honest, because my, my goal as a streamer isn't isn't to try and diversify myself or, or make myself this online persona. Mm. Um, it, it is literally just um, for the love of playing a video game and just mm. chatting with people as I do it. And monetary money that's that's attached to that as being an affiliate and hitting those metrics. If all that stuff comes naturally, great. It goes straight back into the stream, mm-hmm. as it does with most people. You just you know you buy a nice microphone, you buy a new camera, uh, you buy games because you think people might want to see you play them and all that jazz. Um, it doesn't affect you uh, in real life at all. Um, you know, paying your bills and such. So. Let's assume that over the next kind of few years, Twitch managed to kind of find a way to fix all of their wrongdoings. How do you think they do that? Um, by removing everything they've done in the last two years, essentially. Um, they've just made really strange decisions, like really strange decisions. Whether that is, do you remember the, the whole fad of hate uh, hate raids? Oh, hate raids uh, and, and stuff, yeah, yeah. Their, their lack of tools to be able to do that and then we got the whole uh, although we knew it was coming the whole copyright free um, the, the whole copyright DMCA stuff with, yeah. with licensed music which was obvious it was going like that on ages for Twitch and then them having no tools uh, for when you did get those strikes no way to dispute it um, there, there's, ugh, there's just so many and then it was what was it it was um, I still don't like it but um, you know those boosts that you get where oh yeah the stream boosts the stream boosts of you know get yourself on the front page for 30 seconds or whatever it is uh, when mm. people throw money at you mm. uh, which you don't get twitch gets most of it yeah. and uh, you know it's just 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 stupid things and then it's the revenue split changes they announced from 70 to 30 to 50 50 even though i completely emphasize with any creator that feels like they should do more and i also think that i you know i should get more from twitch but also, there is also probably more that you could do elsewhere and have it like as an arm of your ecosystem as a part to it's my whole ecosystem, if that makes yeah, sense. I'd, I'd, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I just think you know when, when something's popular, um, there's always going to be people behind the scenes in the suits wanting to make more money off it. And mm. that normally results in the uh, user experience. That, um, that normally results in a bad user experience. Because mm. you put more paywalls in, people people don't want to spend money. That's it. People want to go on, speak to people, and then you know, while they eat their noodles or drink their their coffee or whatever, and then while they maybe while they're watching a TV program or something, they don't want to care about having to spend mm. money on it. And it's just an escape. But 
the Twitch isn't that anymore, I don't think. Talking of like kind of like a viewed experience, could you, as someone who has obviously has learned like a bunch about kind of content and has, has used every tool under the sun pretty much, what sort of tools, programs and software um, would you recommend to other people that um, may not have discovered them yet? I would say like when if you're first starting out I would go for like the the very noob the softwares so probably like stream elements stream labs obs and stick mm -hmm. with those because they have a lot of user-friendly uh, tools like templating system like stream elements as a full templating system we drag things onto a page it's very intuitive and then that gives you a url which you copy and paste into Streamlabs. bosh there you go you've got your alerts you've got your uh, you've got all the i don't know the uh, camera borders you've got all of your um all of your just all of your interactivity really mm -hmm. stick with that for now and then when you start realizing that you could do a lot more or you come up with original ideas Go to OBS Studio and really hammer the plugins. Uh, oh, what yeah. I tend to do with OBS Studio is I install a, I install a version of OBS Studio, so I have a like a essentially like a staging uh, OBS where I install plugins. So it's outside of the one that I stream off because you can install multiple versions of OBS on your computer, and it's kind of like my testing one. So I install a plugin, I build a whole feature out like something that does something, and if it works great, then I'll just copy it and put it into the the other OBS. If it doesn't. Then I know it's shit. I know that the plugin okay. doesn't work. And yeah, it just like allows that. you to experiment without feeling like you're going to break everything. Because mm -hmm. as most people, when you stream, you know, uh, it's brittle. Things can break really easily. And you oh, just yeah. don't want that crap happening live. Um, and every now and again, even I find little things. So I think, oh, crap, that didn't do that. Or, you know, uh, this uh, queued, this didn't queue up quite at the time the time I was I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. but you just have to go back and, and change it or whatnot. But... Yeah, I would just stick, I would stick with uh, you said you said earlier Nightbot for moderation and things like quotes. Um, mm. If you yeah. like, if you like adding quotes or little mini games because it has like blackjack and an eight ball and it's cool little tw Twitch chat interactivity. And then what, as you as you evolve as a creator and you come out with some ideas, you know what you want your streams to do and how you want them to act. Like you've got more of a an idea. Um, go to ABS Studio, mix it up, but and then. Plugins, 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 plugins. I really um, um, underestimated the just the amount of things that can be done for OBS and plugins on the kind of side. There's just there's just so many things, right? There's so many things, and even though it it might seem pretty kind of scary in terms of obviously getting them configured and installed but it's literally it's a couple of clicks right and if it's a good plugin it'll be working as intended and then you can obviously add a new feature to your stream and then you can sync up with mix it up but for a channel point thing and all of a sudden you've got like a fully fledged out a custom set of commands and things for your chat to use and all of a sudden the interaction of your stream has just gone to level six thousand in exactly yeah and then you're, you're relying on the audience to do to create funny moments you know to use those tools to to clip and post if, you, if you're into that kind of stuff for sure give us like because i know that you have some pretty sophisticated things set up in your stream or like things that are multi-step give us like an example of kind of of just what is possible you know oh yeah well i, I mean i use i use a bunch of different plugins quite a lot um mm -hmm. i use the, the move plugin is really good i know everybody recommends the move plugin so that's when you have the same sources um but i'd say that the, the thing that i use the most is probably is probably the freeze filter i use the freeze filter quite a lot um mm -hmm. which is you know being able to pause the frame um mm -hmm. For uh, however long you want that you want it to, to pause for, mm -hmm. and I I use a mix of mix it up button the stream deck to do that kind of stuff. So I'll mm -hmm. normally have um, I'll normally have like a folder in my on my stream deck that has a multi action setup, and the multi action uh, my stream deck is connected to mix it up button, so mm -hmm. it can call commands in sequence on mix it up button, and then mix it up button 
uh, will when when those commands are triggered, uh, they go through an event planner that has like timings on them. So um, I don't know. Let's say when somebody raids, right? When somebody raids the stream. Um, it automatically, without me doing anything whatsoever, it will automatically flick back to my Just Chatting screen, it will mute the game audio, it will uh, apply a colour correction so I turn red, it, it adds flames to it, and then the Doom music kicks in, somebody goes like, he goes, <laughs> and then it pops up with like flashing raid, right? And then mm -hmm. it then it spank in the chat, it comes up with who raided, how many people raided, linked yep. to the stream, and um, it's all automated. I do nothing. I just react to it. And it yeah. seems like it, like it's a lot. Um, and there is obviously like you know uh, a fair bit of work in obviously in the actual kind of getting things set up. But in terms yeah. of difficulty, not that difficult. Not really, no, right? Not that difficult. Yeah, it's just it's just what you know. What can you think of? What can you create? What ideas you come up with? You know, that's it. Okay. Do you tend to consume a lot of Twitch as well? I, I do consume a lot of Twitch. Yeah, okay. I am an avid viewer. Yeah, I knew, I, there's a, a lot of streams that I watch. Take us through some of the people you've been obviously given to watch recently. Well, uh, there's there's a lot of streams that I watch that pop off um, mm -hmm. that have done really well. And th these guys have gone from like four, five, ten viewers now up to you know ninety to hundred at times, and they're doing really well. Um, I can give you a handful, but Nathan is one of them. Um, mm -hmm. Nathan with an X. Um, he's a fantastic streamer. Um, he is a mod on another stream that I frequent that is much larger now. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of the people that are normally in this big stream filter through to his streams when he goes live, and it's a really mm -hmm. good time there. Every Saturday he does a pub stream where he has essentially just runs an interactive pub on Twitch uh, and his Discord simultaneously. It's a great idea. It's loads of fun if you just like chatting and drinking. Um, and then if we want to go down the chain and go for like some of the smaller ones that I watch quite regularly, it would probably be uh, Nivik Viking. He's another one that mm -hmm. I watch. He does yeah, like he does a lot of Switch games. Um, and no normally, like uh, he he has a, a like a very cool poll system where you can go in and vote for certain games for him to play next, um, mm -hmm. which which is always fun because it's always nice to try and skew it and try and convince other people to vote your way. Mm. Um, and then probably the last one I'll probably shout out is. Um, so many. Uh, mm. It's probably Sage Burt. He's one that pops into the top okay. of my head right yeah, yeah. now. Um, he, he's he's a fairly new streamer, um, very low key, but he does a lot of um, fun little just chat and stuff before his streams start. He does like Wordle and um, I don't even know what half of them are, but he does like a GeoGuessr thing, and he does, mm -hmm. and it's all like with people in chat yeah. um, to try and solve it. There's like a movie one that he does and a music one that he does. Uh, and he does that every stream before he starts his stream, and that's really cool. Um, mm. But yeah, there's there's, a, there's at least three three people that I watch quite recently. If, if you're active in the Discord, or, you just, or, you, or you're just friends with these people, you know, you message them. You don't bombard them with messages. It's often mm. you often have a like a like a pretty good mutual relationship. Um, when if their the stream is popping off and you jump in, they'll say mm. hi. They'll take a minute out of the you know take a second out of their gameplay to go oh hi Hawk. Um, and that's it. That's all you need. You don't need to be that person of look at me, 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 me. Look at answer to my messages all the time. You know. There's a lot of advice about how to grow on Twitch and how to grow your community and do X, Y, and Z. But then, and again, it sounds so cliche, but it's something that I do think holds a lot of weight. Of all the things that you can possibly do, being a genuine part of someone else's stream that is similar is probably the best form of self promo, as opposed to yeah, sure. rather than just being like. Here's my link. Please, anywhere in these. I'm going live. Sorry, I've I've got to leave. I've got to leave your stream now because I've, my, I'm, I'm also streaming. I'm going live. But like yeah. being like a genuine part of another community is 
possibly the yeah. best advice you could Finding ever get, right? Finding chains of communication that you can actually contribute to, and mm. with no other or no other intent other than trying to have a conversation with somebody. The only reason that me and you ever spoke was because I raided out to Mr. Mule mm. at one point, and then I popped back a few times, and then me and you got chatting, and then Mr. Keith or Keith. Big shout out to Keith O'Keefe. He was also a mutual, but like it's mad how what a small world it is. Great to obviously to find these yeah, people sure. that you do kind of tend to bounce off of. Yeah, like you'll 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 you often find the same people across the chats because these guys go different live at different times on different days, and you're always communicating with these guys, whether it's on one person's stream, yourself, your own stream, or somebody else's. You know. Mm. Yeah, for sure. A key like a challenge that I feel like a lot of kind of people tend to kind of come up against is either the the toss up in between either playing like a single game and then growing in notoriety around that or doing variety or having like different kind of content segments. Because at the mini, your stream is cut up into different sections, right? As in, there's a power hour. It's a very cool yeah. segment. I really like it. Do you think like that kind of helped keep it exciting for you as well as everyone else? Yeah, so... So I like I, I buy a lot of games. It's not everybody who knows. You me do knows every day. I see games. oh new hall, <laughs> new new 3ds game. New yeah, this, new exactly. That. I buy a lot of games. Uh, so I feel guilty when I buy games and I don't play them. So when I start a stream, when I start a game on stream, I've I've like a lot in my evening streams to finishing those games. Even if I had to test it, it's a glitchy piece of crap. I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna finish it. And then the power hour, the uh, the stream that I do like an hour every every kind of so often allows me to just select any random game from my backlog, mm -hmm. which I know I'm not particularly, I don't really particularly care about finishing, but I just want to give a try. A grab and bag, just, right? Yeah. Yeah, a grab bag. I smash through it for an hour, and then at the end, I know whether I like it or not. And people yeah. that might not have played it or noticed it will look at it and go, actually, you know, I might want to pick that up and give it a try. Yeah. And that's basically the aim. That's it. And the really sourced thing about that is, I feel like it sort of gets to a point where, like, if you're doing all the right things, you will, you will definitely find that people are staying for you as a person as opposed to the game you're playing, right? So it doesn't really matter whether it's Hello Kitty Island Adventure or it's Death to All People Simulator. If they enjoy who you are, they're going to be there regardless of what you play. People also kind of tend to get sucked in to playing something that is super popular, super new, when to have like a niche or to have like something that is just is about who you are makes a lot more sense as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to be a meta streamer because sadness comes swiftly after, you know, almost trying to be a false person playing games that you don't enjoy. The second that you're not enjoying yourself, people can see, right? People can see 1 million yeah, percent yeah. that you're not having a good time or mm -hmm. you're not really interested. And that's like a quick way to put people way off. A million percent, yes. Okay. Well then, let's kind of like go into sort of the um, offline hack. When you're not streaming, what are you playing at the minute? What games am I playing? Yeah. So I've recently, I've recently had a, um, what's the word? How could I put it? I've recently had a gen, like a, an interest in games developed by Atlas. Um, I played a uh, Soul Hackers 2, which dropped re fairly recently over the last couple of months, which, um, it was touted as a slimline, a slimline JRPG, and I thought I'll give it a try. You know, it's anime. It's kind of like anime inspired. It's turn based. I thought, well, I'll give it a try, and I got really hooked on it. And I thought, you know what? I really like this style of game. And so right now, well, I put I put a I put a poll out to people to ask which Atlas game I should play next, and inevitably, because it's just come out on Game Pass and PC, people told me Persona 5 Royal. So right now, offline, it's it's Persona 5 Royal and 
Another game which a couple of friends have kind of introduced me to that I'm hooked on right now is Monster Hunter Rise. And that is it. Those two things. Okay. Is it like what you expected? Yeah, it's great. It's just, um, it's exactly what I expected. I've played a Monster Hunter before. I used to play uh, a fair amount of Monster Hunter World. Um, but um, so I wasn't too bothered about getting Monster Hunter Rise straight off the bat. When it came out on PC, I thought, you know what? Let's give it a try. And uh, I had a couple of friends playing it. They were playing on, a, on an evening and they thought, mm. you know, they asked if I wanted to play. And I thought, you know what, go for it. And ever since I've played it, I'm just now in that routine of... Is the whole thing co-op or is it like drop in, drop out? All things or... co-op. Drop in, drop out. Whole thing can be done co-op. Um, it's just quests. You just, uh, you have a quest to kill a monster. People can mm. join you to do it. And then at the end, when you kill it, you carve it up and you use it to make clothes. And that's it. Getting like a certain a scale of a dragon yeah. that gives you a chest exactly. plate. Okay. 100%. That's you exactly like, what it is. Is yeah. the PvP or is it just PvE? Just PvE, yeah. And with Rise, they have a they have a different they have like a stronghold game mode, which is like like tower defense. So loads of monsters attack you, te- you, you know your tower, and you got to defend and off to a certain time stop them from getting through. And then the normal mode, which is go and hunt things or going. There might be there's modes like go and take photos of things, go and find these creatures go and kill these three monsters in 50 minutes there's loads of different things but essentially it all boils down to hunting a monster chopping it up and uh, turning it into a nice rug with persona is that a new one you said or is it like persona a five royal done? No, no no persona five royal it's um it, royal is a like a, a i suppose you could say a director's cut version of persona five um the game's been out for years and it's anime it's great. The music's awesome. Everybody, everybody thinks it's the best thing in the world. But mm. um, I know that it's quite long, uh, over a hundred hours. And for Ooh, somebody boy. who can only spend maybe an hour a day playing it, um, it's going to take me a long time. That's a hundred um, days. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the concept of that put me off, and I just thought, you know what, bite the bullet, just get out. And people love this game. Just do it. Just play it, and then uh, see how we go. Do you think that some games are too long? As in, like for, sure. for you, what's the ideal? <laughs> 20 hours. I can already tell you that that's 20 hours is a perfect game length for me mm. in terms of what I can spend playing a game normally. Yeah. Okay. If I want to finish it in a timely manner. I quite like a tight story that isn't overly long, with the exception of games that are multiplayer, obviously, because they have like, you know, they have a lot more mm-hmm. replay value. Talking of things that are obviously in the realm of coming out soon and things. The biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is One Piece Odyssey because I'm a massive weeb. That comes out Weeaboo. in January. Weeaboo. Nice. Okay. Is that it? Or is that everything else coming out? Oh, like, there's... Show us your wish list. Let's get into it. Oh, Christ almighty. Uh, my wish list this year, the thing I'm looking forward to most this year is probably Callisto Protocol. Yes. So I'm, I've, I was hoping I'm you'd not... say that. I'm not a massive. Uh, I don't. I've never played Dead Space, and I know them remaking that. And I, but I know also that Callisto Protocol is the guys that originally made Dead Space, and it looks very similar. So I'm hope. I'm hoping that is going to give me a similar experience this time around, so I can kind of catch that. So that yeah, I would say in terms of this year, the thing I'm looking forward to most still to come is um, the Callisto Protocol, and then next year, only a month after, really. Um, is One Piece Odyssey, which is a uh, a One Piece JRPG, which we uh, we had never seen before. So, what was the last game that you purchased? 
Guilty Gear Strive on the PS5. So it's a uh, 2D, a 2D fighting game, 2D, 3D uh, action anime fighting game by Arc System Works and mm-hmm. Bandai Namco. It's their recent um, fight, the most recent Guilty Gear game. So if you're into anime, um, it's pure eye candy. Uh, but if you think like 2D fighting game, that's basically it. Are you a Funko person? No, I can't. I, I detest them. Oh, really? <laughs> what do you mean? What's wrong with they're Funkos? Just, they're just cheap piece of plastic. They just they just play on nostalgia in order for you yes. to spend 10 quid at a pop. And then you're going to have this nostalgia. boxes of these plastic, like, chibi monstrosities that you just Delicious. sit on your shelf gathering dust. Now then, this is where things get a bit interesting because we have a few questions. And then there's a, the trivia section. Um, so the first one is very simple. Now, this could be a feature um, in games. It could be something that um, a developer does that really gets on your tits. But mm-hmm. what is your gaming pet peeve? False difficulty. Oh, so interesting. You play a video okay. game and uh, their idea of making something more difficult is by throwing more things at you. I detest that. Maybe it's cyberpunk, maybe yeah. just other Soulsborne clones. Um, it's uh, it's how can we make this more difficult rather than rather than creating something that the player finds hard to beat by itself. I'm just going to throw more of this thing at you until you give up. Have you got an example of that? Like um, something that you've played that you thought this is just completely too hard and it isn't even enjoyable? Uh, nothing that I've streamed or played recently. Nothing to okay. mind. Um, mm. But if we're if we're talking like about like false difficulty levels, I suppose you might say something like in, or something like that. Yeah, maybe? something in the something any of the Soulsborne clones mm. more than the Souls games. I don't think the Souls games rely on that too much, but the clones mm. certainly do. Like um, I played one recently called Steel Rising, where it just as you oh, progress through the game, yeah. it adds more of the same NPC at you that does the same move in an attempt mm. to make it more difficult to get through the area. And is that the um, one I set in? Just... The, is that the one I set in a French Revolution or something? Yes, like it's kind of like a future. Mary yeah. Antoinette. Yeah, I, 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 just, I don't like that in games. It's just a bit lazy. Things that are, you know, things that are um, put on kind of super hard mode. Like we personally, I think it does take away some of the enjoyments. Because you're just so petrified of, you know, of, of losing kind of progress and things. But I feel like there's no shame in putting something on like a lesser difficulty because a game is yeah. meant to be enjoyed, right? Like, mm-hmm. it isn't supposed to make you sweat. <laughs> are you, are, do you feel like breaking the controller of your hands with your sheer, with your sheer mm. grip force? Um, probably, uh, probably time to put it down or put it yeah. on an easier difficulty and just take the L and just get on with it. You had to pick a game that you were best at or, Oof. you know, or knew the most mm. about. What would that be? Yeah. Well, I know the most about Dark Souls 3 because I've played it multiple times, but in mm-hmm. terms of the game that I think I'm best at, like historically thinking back, it's probably Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh! I was, pretty, I was pretty good at Marvel vs. Capcom. What system uh, un- was that on? Unbeatable. Uh, PlayStation 1. Oh, I see. Okay. Are you um, a competitive person? In nah, nature? Not really. No, okay. no, definitely not. Definitely not. And um, this is has been a, a sore topic for some people that have been on the show. And oh, right, okay. we're, we have some people that have spent thousands and some that have spent mm. tens of pounds. But how much right. have you spent in your lifetime on microtransactions, roughly? <sighs> well, okay, I'm going to put me, it's going to put me on another spectrum entirely, zero, mm. because I don't oh, buy really? anything. You've yeah. never bought no, like a skin, no premium nope. currency, nope. nothing. Huh. Nope. 
none of the games that I frequent really ask for that. You see, I don't, I don't do Fortnite, I don't do battle royales, I don't do, mm. um, I don't do COD, a competitive FPS. I don't do well, anything yeah, like that. So yeah, if you don't play those don't, kind of things, then yeah. I guess the temptation isn't going to be there, right? Exactly. You know, the because... temptation. And, and to be fair, I think you know, in a free-to-play game, let's say something like. Um, Overwatch 2, right? Overwatch 2 is now free to play. Big up Overwatch 2. Woo! I could yeah. go and buy a season pass if I wanted, uh, mm-hmm. if I wanted these extra things, but I really don't care enough. I'm happy to play the game and just get on with it. Um, I don't really care about what my character looks like because I'm not the one looking at it. If you love the game that much and you're not paying for it, just just buy it, you know? Mm. If it makes have you, you happy. Played, have you played it yet? Overwatch 2? Yeah, yeah. I've played it. I've played a bit. I must, I must have put like two, two to three hundred hours into Overwatch in total across multiple, Wait, really? like, multiple characters. Oh, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. not know that. Yes. Wow. What's um? Did you have a role or? Yeah, support. Yeah, yeah. I'm an I'm an Anna or a Zen mostly, or mm. and if, or if I'm a tank, I'm a Rhyme. I never play DPS. Dun, 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 dun. Do you watch any esports? No, I used to do the Overwatch League back when that was a thing. But as far mm-hmm. as like, uh, I don't play MOBAs like League of Legends. I don't do anything like that. So mm-hmm. and, uh, I love football, but I detest football games. So I don't watch FIFA competitions. You know the eSport FIFA okay. competitions. So no, as far as watching eSports, nada, none. Although the job, the job that I work does a lot of stuff for eSports. I don't watch any of it. I don't think I don't think it's massive here in the UK eSports. Not yet. Not not, not like really. It is in the US. It is definitely in it, you know, in our infancy, but I feel like um, um, Overwatch, I tend to watch a fair bit of. I watch a, a tiny bit of CSGO, but it's more, yeah. or Valorant even, because I feel like mm-hmm. it's something that I don't really play myself, but I like seeing people who are excellent. Good skill level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing the, the being being supporting the, the London team for the Overwatch League, which was just made up of London Korean kids. Spitfire. Um, but well, yeah, uh... I mean, a lot of rosters <laughs> have dropped players so they could have a full Korean uh, roster. But I mean, that's obviously just like you know, <laughs> skill level. Get, you got to have the best yeah, players. You want to yeah, get like sure. to a certain point. Um, okay, then. So you told me before the show that um, a game that you felt like that you were comfortable in was Dark Souls Three. Yes. And as is the tradition on this show, I have prepared some trivia questions for you. And if you um, get all of the corrects, you've earned yourself 10,000 Gambitos in the Gambito <gasps> Casino. Oh, my Lord. Mm. The stakes so, are high. Stakes are high. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Shoot. Question number one. Which one of these bosses is not an optional boss? Right, okay. The Nameless King, Champion Grundir, Osiris, or the Deacons of the Deep? That is not optional. Not optional. Deacons of the Deep. Are you fine, Lancer? Go for it. How sure are you? 85%. Correct! It is the Deacons of the Deep. One for one. Okay. Question two. I'm going to give you the name of a boss, but I'm going to leave part of it just as blank. Okay? And your job is to fill the blank. So, the blank of the boreal valley dancer of the boreal valley you know what i think that might be right on two occasions <laughs> because there's you're thinking of vort oh of damn it well you valley. know what i'm gonna count that as right because i didn't know those two bosses <laughs> there you go two for two nice okay yes third and final again if you do get this 
10,000 big ones to spend in your favorite streamer's casino. Okay. When you're in the Grand Archives, what does the player have to do to prevent them from curse build-up? They have a wax thing on their head that they have to light to turn them into a candle. And they run around with a big fucking candle on their head. And you that sure? That's it. You sure? 100%. You dip your head in a big vat of wax. You do you dip your head in the <laughs> wax. Three for three, Mr. Hawk plays. A world Rich, champion. You're, you're world champion. You've got some money in the bank to spend in the casino at your convenience. I'll put it in your accounts uh, for later as well. I look forward well. to it. I look forward but to it. Big knowledge though. Very, very impressive. But that concludes the section um, for the trivia. And before we actually wrap up, I thought that I would shut up for a few minutes and give you a chance to just plug all of your platforms and tell the people um, how they can find you, uh, where they can find you, and all those relevant things. So go crazy. Firstly, you need to go to onlynans.co.uk. Um, it's a website run exclusively by me because nans are sexy and they need loving too. No. So you'll find me on Twitch as you might, uh, Hawk Plays on Twitch. Um, all of the usernames, I keep the same across all the platforms so you can find me. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. I'm all on those places. YouTube, I, had a, I started a quick segment which is uh, you know showing 20 minutes of a game. Uh, with like non-obscured, no commentary, just 20 minutes of a video game just so you can have a look at it and then move on with your life. And um, yeah, they're, they're the places you'll find me the most, just Twitch and Twitter. They are my poisons. Big thank you once again, my friend, for being on the show. It's been wonderful thank to get your you. perspective on something. I'm sure that we'll um, be catching up at some point soon as well. Thank you uh, once again. Of those who, who haven't already, all the links for all the hawk stuff will be down in the description as, as well as all of my things as well. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you guys in the next one and I'll see you very, very soon. Bye. Bye-bye.